Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I need to tell you about the newest Skin Grip launch. I don't usually brag about products that much, but when there are genuine companies out there making life with diabetes easier, I really do think that everybody should know about them. Skin Grip just launched their newest Skin Grip Mats collection for the Deathcom G Sits and Freestyle Libre. Not only is this a smaller in size, high performance, and non-frightening option, but let me tell you, it works. I was lucky enough to be able to try them out, and first of all, this thing did not even lift. And the more impressive thing is that I was wearing my Deathcom on my leg at this time. And we all know that that is not always possible. What I really loved about it was that it's really discreet, which I really appreciated. As much as I'm comfortable showing off my diabetes, sometimes I just want my devices to lay low. This new collection is all about Matt's performance, Matt's protection, and Matt's comfort. You can try them out for yourself at skingrip.com using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, to save. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 100 Radio. I am here with... One of the closest people in my life. You're literally laughing at me. <laughs> I'm here today with my fiance, Jordan. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Jordan. I'm Lissy's fiance. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. He's so excited to be here. I thought that with the week that this is being released is Valentine's Day. So romantic, right? So I figured it would be a great opportunity to come on here with you and just kind of talk about the ins and outs of, you know, not only living with diabetes, but having that as a part of a partnership in, you know, especially with somebody that you're with long term. So yeah, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself and like share about you, what you do, who you are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my occupation is fireman. I've been a fireman for three years now in Jersey City. Um, I'm also a musician. That's how we met. And uh, I play drums, I sing, and I fight fires. He sings, but he hates talking in front of a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make me nervous. This makes me nervous. (laughs) You're doing great. Share, share. Do you want to share how we we met? Sure. So I was uh, was playing a gig. I think it was Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. And it was in Red Bank. And I was playing uh, for Lissy's best friend, Taylor. Um, it was like one of my first gigs with her, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you just came home from Florida, mm-hmm. right, from Miami. And I remember saying to my friend Nick, I was like, oh, who is that? He said, oh, that's, that's Taylor's friend, Lissy. I was like, okay. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> well, the kicker is I was on a bumblebee that night. <laughs> So I've been pretty open about like my that whole year and that like why I moved home from Miami and I was not looking to really like date. (laughs) That was like a month after I moved home, pretty much exactly a month. And the funny thing is pretty much everybody I'm surrounded by are musicians, like my two best friends, my cousin, now you, uh, like Nick, our old roommate, like everybody's a musician. So that particular night, it was like a Thursday night and I don't go out generally on any weekend but specifically a weekday and I was going out on this bumble date and I remember like it was very spotty of whether we would actually be going or not and I was like you know what screw it like I'm gonna go anyway because I even if I'm alone I'm gonna enjoy this gig and 
the part that you didn't mention is that you were wearing a blonde wig. <laughs> I was. <laughs> he was wearing his, my best friend Taylor, who was a singer, is a, is a blonde. And so for Halloween, the entire band decided to dress up as her. And so you're in this blonde wig and a jean jacket playing your cajon. And <laughs> the, the funny that thing- just, that, that set it off, huh? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, you know, this is the only way this is going to work is if you wear that blonde wig for the rest of your life. But no, I actually like the, my Bumble date was there for maybe 45 minutes, dipped out early. And then we were talking at the end of the gig and I didn't even- I thought you had a girlfriend because you were just so nice. Like I was just kind of standing there in the circle, like listening in to all the musicians and you're like, who's this? And Taylor's like, oh, this is my best friend, Lissy. Let's just moved home. And you're like, okay. And you were just so nice. that I was like, there's no way that you're just like a nice. <laughs> I thought you were in a relationship because you were just too like friendly. You still think I'm that nice? Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. And then like what about a month later? We we had kind of run into each other a few other times with Taylor. Mm-hmm. And a month later, Thanksgiving Eve, I had gone to another one of your gigs. And at this point, <laughs> Bumble Day is out of the picture. <laughs> and I had known that you were playing with her on Thanksgiving Eve. And I don't know what it was, but I was just like, that one. <laughs> I was at your gig and I talk over, I lean over to my friend and I was like, the drummer, like the, the drummer, like that's, I don't know what it was, but, and... Yeah, you want to take it away from there? <laughs> see, see how good your memory is. Where Where do you want me to, no, to just, pick up from? <laughs> yeah, like what happened that night? Uh, yeah, so I remember, I think I think you said uh, on a break, you said you, you and Taylor were going down to Asbury to a place, a bar or something, and you had invited me, and I wanted to go with Nick because I didn't want to go alone. And he bailed on me. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's going to show up now. And I did it really casually to try and be like, oh, yeah, you like you should come, but not trying to be too direct. And you showed up. You did. You hated yeah, the you, entire scene. Yeah, you messaged me on Instagram. And I think you asked if I was going. I said, oh, I don't think so because Nick wasn't going. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, you should, you should still come. So I drove down there. <laughs> and I had my dad's minivan. <laughs> <laughs> that was. <laughs> and I ended up having to drive all of you home. And. Courtney's friend or Courtney's sister thought I was an Uber driver. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And you had asked me on a date like before we had left. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going on a date this weekend with a guy who before drives. Before you saw me driving a minivan. Before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we met up for the date, I was thinking I was going to see you driving a minivan, but you had the truck. I'm like, whew. So the only, really the only red flag from there was the fact that you had green bubbles when I texted you, but we got past that. <laughs> So that's the story. That's how we met. And yeah, now four and a half years later, we're getting married. We've been living together for the past two and a half years, almost th- almost three years in almost June. Three. Yeah. Wow. That flew by. Flew by. <laughs> Do you want to tell a story about how we got engaged? Uh, yeah. So we, we planned a three-week road trip out west. We drove her, her little Ford Focus <laughs> from New Jersey to Death Valley. And back. I <laughs> don't know how it survived Death Valley, to be honest. And uh, it was really our first, like, major stop, the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I decided to propose in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Surprise you didn't, like, knock. Because I think if I waited uh, any longer, I, I think you would have killed me by then, so. 
it was about time. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was actually, it was very romantic. It was very sweet. But that whole hike was kind of, after that, was so miserable. Because <laughs> you had gotten, we were on our hike down. And that's that hike was like very steep. Yeah. I think we underestimated how deep the Grand Canyon goes. <laughs> yeah. It was so steep. It was what, like a six mile hike altogether. Maybe yeah, three a little miles bit more. down and three miles back up. Well, it was more, but we didn't do the whole thing. Yeah. If we did, you wouldn't have, we, you would have needed yeah, a helicopter to come get you. I would have been airlifted. <laughs> and it would have been over the news. Essentially, yeah, we get to like, ooh, ah, point, you propose, everything's great. You, you propose and then say, I need a snack. Very romantic. <laughs> and then <laughs> essentially we make it down to like the halfway point or the main lookout and your your leg is like killing you because of how steep everything was so we decide you know head back go back up and the entire time you are in so much pain like we we just booked it <laughs> yeah well we don't hike that often <laughs> yeah and those shoes weren't fantastic and I had either brand new hiking shoes yeah and uh yeah, that wasn't a good idea yeah the very first hike i'm <laughs> glad that like the rest of it didn't go that didn't go as uh chaotically but it's a great trip we survived like two months after we got back that's when my car decided to kind of crap out so we made it we we did it but you know kind of like let's backtrack a little bit to like when we first met do you remember when i first told you that i had type 1 diabetes well you told me on our first date but i don't think i really like registered it like yeah you said it and i was like oh okay and i don't think i really put it together right until like Maybe the second or third date. Yeah. I was like, we, oh, okay. I, I I get it, you know. Yeah. We were getting breakfast. And yeah. of course, that, that's kind of like, I think every type 1 diabetes worst nightmare for a first date because you're like, ah, oh, food. Like I have to, mm. you know, you have to carb count. You have to take your insulin. So I remember we were having a conversation. And I took out my Omnipod to like bolus. And I remember saying specifically like, I don't want to be rude, but I'm, I have diabetes. I just need to take insulin. And you, it did, it, you really didn't even... Yeah, I don't think you even really registered with you because you just kind of were, okay, yeah, and you kept talking. But like, yeah, when did it kind of actually hit you that this was something that was something that really impacted me day to day? I don't know. I guess the more we, you know, dated and saw each other, I think I just saw little by little, mm -hmm. like how much energy it takes, you know? Yeah. Do you remember your reaction to that? Like when we first really had a conversation about it? Um, yeah, I think I was a little, little, you know, scared or intimidated by it because, uh, I don't know. I don't think there was like a one moment mm -hmm. where I was like freaking out about it. No. I think I just learned more and more. Yeah, like, slowly. Yeah. I mean, I do remember like one specific conversation and I was like, hey, like it was after probably a few weeks at least. And I was like, hey, like I have type 1 diabetes. I also have Crohn's. And I do remember you sitting down and like maybe intimidated you on the inside. But externally, I remember you literally saying like, this doesn't scare me. And that to me, I mean, of course, I know. <laughs> I somebody living with it. I'm like, OK, like there's so much that you can really conceptually gra grasp about it. Mm -hmm. But that to me at least was comforting and that you accepted it at least. Or we had a very direct conversation and like, hey, this is something. Well, you know, what mattered to me was that I enjoyed, you know, being with you and spending time with you. And I didn't want that to get in the way of that. So, 
<laughs> now, f- four and a half years later, you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely know a lot more now <laughs> yeah. about how hard it is. Probably more than you ever really wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember ever talking to like your parents about it and saying like, this is something that this person that I'm seeing is dealing with? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you remember their reaction? Um, yeah, I, I don't think they, you know, really understood exactly what type one means either. I mean, I know like a lot of people think, oh, diabetes, like type two, you know, oh, mm-hmm. they must be out of shape. They must be obese or, yeah. you know, it must be because of their their diet. Or choices that they've made, you know. I don't. I don't think a lot of people know that you can get diabetes from the flu, right? <laughs> or born with it, or just like it can just come out of nowhere, right? Yeah, and I'm glad that you say that too, because I mean, like I've had experiences in the past where, like, I dated somebody in college, and when they called their parents to tell them about me, they mentioned type one, and their the parent or their dad's reaction was, are you sure you want to deal with that? And like, to me, it's a filtering process of like, okay, if the person that you're seeing can't deal with it, their parents or family, whoever, that's just more for me to, to know that that's not going to be the person. No, my parents never said that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, I mean, it's something that you have to think about. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I don't want to say not, not extra responsibility, but extra, that's just more things that you have to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is because even coming here, for example, we're in the studio right now, leaving to come here, you know, you, for example, you have to like eat your meal, grab your jacket, grab your keys, wallet, we can head out. For me, it's like, okay, make sure that I have my extra juice bots, my PDM, where are my blood sugars at? Did I eat lunch before? Like there's so much, so many extra thoughts that go into one decision or action Mm -hmm. that I don't think people realize until, yeah, you're really in it. And sometimes I, I think that even us in a relationship that unless I, not unless I communicate it, because I do think that you understand it, but sometimes it's easy to you know, not, I don't even want to say like overlook, but it's just not part of your thought, thought process. So sometimes for me, I have to kind of remember that I need to communicate that because it's natural for me, but it's not, not going to be natural for somebody else. You, my mom, my best friends, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of these, a lot of relationships get kind of get lost in communication or lack of because we expect, or at least I know that I've fallen into this and like, I expect you or my parents or my friends to know that this is something that I'm going through and that these are thoughts that I'm always having, but you can't have that expectation when you're li- living two completely different realities. So I don't know. I think that we've had that before. Have that be happened? I mean, yeah, I get that, but I try to. Oh know, yeah. I, I think I, I try to remember sometimes. <laughs> you do. And I think it's always... Because I, you know, I try to be considerate. Yeah. You know, and try to put my sh- myself in your shoes right. as much as I can. Yeah. You know, if we're going somewhere and I see that you're, you know, frazzled or... <laughs> like today. <laughs> like today. You're like, let me take something. <laughs> I'll kind of like look to see if you grabbed your pump. 
mm-hmm. or look to see if you have a juice box or I'll ask you, I didn't today. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you do. Do you have everything? Or like with the road trip, I I knew, you know, we might be in the desert somewhere, <laughs> not around the store where you can get a juice. So yeah. I was trying to remember, you know, do we have supplies that we need just in case? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you always do. And it's always like, as soon as I say something one time, you never forget after that, which I always appreciate. Well, maybe with the diabetes stuff, but well, yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah, other things. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> so this was a question that was submitted to me through like Instagram. Somebody asked this. Oh boy. How do you deal with the quote unquote bad diabetes days as my partner? Uh, well, <laughs> some days it's easier than others. If I'm not stressed out myself, it's not so bad because I kind of just look and see what you need. I'll ask you what you need. Sometimes you can't tell me because you're, let's say your sugar is high and you can't even think. I'll just, if I know your blood sugar is high, I try to make sure you rest. And if you need things to be done, I'll try to do them for you because I know you can't like function. If you're low, I'll jump up and get a snack or a juice box. I just do what I can. Sometimes there's not much that I can do. Right. But I just make myself available. Yeah. Yeah, you do a really good job at that. Because I think as somebody living with type 1, it's really hard to communicate that sometimes or to feel like you never want to be a burden to somebody. So like me having high blood sugar, I never want to be like a burden for you in your day or an extra layer of something that you have to think about but you do a really great job at or i think i feel like we almost have like a system too not really a system but like it's kind of like an unspoken thing where i can just show you my debts tom and you kind of know like you you just kind of get where i'm at i don't have Mm -hmm. to explain it to you and maybe that's just come from years of being together but yeah i feel like you do a really great job at validating just okay and you ask you ask like what do you need and like if it's where I just need to lay down for a few minutes, like you're really great at that. If, you know, last night um, I had a low blood sugar and I was simultaneously trying to get ready for the gym, trying to treat the low blood sugar and trying to like get out the door. And I was like, I remember texting you. I was like, I have a low, I'm trying to leave. And you're like, okay, I'll feed the dogs. And that to me is just like, you understand that's not, there are certain parts of our day where it's not that I don't want to do them. It's just that I have a million other things simultaneously happening Mm. mentally where like feeding the dogs although it take two to three minutes it's not it's an extra layer right so Mm. you do a really great job at taking that burden away i think i try yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i said it's easy when i'm not stressed out myself right then there's days where we're both stressed out and maybe i forget to uh, I forget to ask you what you need or it's not crossing my mind because I have my own things that I'm thinking about. And then you probably get frustrated because <laughs> <laughs> I'm frustrated. We've definitely had that happen before for yeah. sure. But I think that's a natural part of the process too of just, like again, I think it's about stepping into the other person's shoes. Like mm-hmm. you're usually really good at doing that for me, but also on another level, like I have to do that with you too and i have to remember that me and my diabetes isn't your 
everything, right? Like you have other, like you have work, you have, you have two jobs, you are doing work throughout the day, you're caring for other things. So I think it is kind of that give and take of like, wow, this is an extra burden that I have. And yes, you're my partner and you support me in that. It can't always be Mm. your number one priority. And I think that's okay. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that extra layer of communication of, hey, can you support me right now? I think if I asked that, there'd probably be no hesitation. And just remembering that it might not be the first thing that comes to mind right then and there. Right. I say that now and then. (laughs) All right. So another question that I got was tips for wanting to support but not wanting to burden them. So I think I feel like this kind of goes both ways of like how are what are ways that or what are some tips that you have for when you want to support me, but maybe you don't want to be the person asking, well, what's your blood sugar? Or like, do you have a juice box? Or like, those questions can, I think, be kind of triggering sometimes of, oh, you're cranky? Well, what's your blood sugar? At least, you know, you don't do that. But no. so I guess, yeah, for you, what are ways that you try to support me without being like overwhelming? Well, I'm not the one with diabetes, so... I'm not going to, you know what to do when you have, you know, a certain blood sugar or like, you know how to treat it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't. So I'm not going to try to do it for you. Right. I'm just going to ask you what you need. Right. Yeah. I think it goes back to that validation too of, okay, like, do you, do you need support? Like, what can I do rather than. You might not want suggestions or, or help. Right. Yeah, I think that's a big one of like validate, but don't try to solve it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, did you change your pump? Did you treat the low? I, I mean, th- sometimes I do that. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's a day where you can't figure it out, like some days your your sugar's high and you've done everything. You've taken so much insulin and you, you barely eaten you went on two walks and it's just not coming down. Then I'm thinking, okay, right. this is not normal. Yeah. Is your pump leaking or is the insulin bad? That that happened like once or twice. Yeah, it did. Then I'll start doing that. And sometimes you don't, <laughs> you don't like it. <laughs> but also I think, well, her sugar has been high all day. She's not thinking clearly yeah. either. So maybe she does need. <laughs> An extra set of eyes. <laughs> I but think, I try yeah. not to do that all the time it's just i think part of me gets frustrated too because it's like all right (laughs) she's been 370 all day (laughs) nothing's working now you know let's we we gotta try other things right yeah i i think that's fair there's a difference between like troubleshooting and just like pointing fingers which i think happens in a lot of maybe not even like partnership specifically but even like parent children dynamics of like well did you do this did you do this and it's very like whoa okay i'm making so many decisions at once i don't need somebody just like rattling off solutions but i think there is a difference between that and troubleshooting together especially when all the other things haven't worked yet and you've supported me through all those different things it's like okay well let's let's backtrack (laughs) what else could it be and yeah i think i think that's fair okay yeah i think for me yeah, like what, wanting, wanting, if I need support, but I don't want to overwhelm you with diabetes, because that's another thing too, right? There's always that, I think there's a layer of guilt sometimes 
when you're living with it because it's like this is a third wheel that you didn't ask for right like this is another kind of like not person but another thing in our relationship that whether you asked for it or not it came yeah. with me it came with the package it's, it's almost <laughs> it's something that most people don't have to deal with right you didn't ask for the dogs and you didn't ask for diabetes, but you got them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if I want support by it, like, I don't want to make it every bit of our relationship. So I, I think just going back to those signals that I can send to you without having to make it like a big deal. And maybe you don't catch on to this, but I, I do. Like, I try to just, okay, show you my blood sugar instead of saying like, explaining myself because i feel like that's something that we do too in in every aspect of diabetes we always have to advocate for ourselves so like we're always advocating for ourselves to society to our Mm. doctors to insurance which we know about that today and you're somebody that i think i don't want to have to advocate for myself for and i think that over the years like i haven't felt the need to because i don't need to like you get it you you've i don't need to explain it to you so those setting those like subtle hints of just saying hey i'm low or showing you my death's tom or just saying like i need to lay down i don't know i think that's at least for me a way that i can kind of acknowledge that this is something impacting me right now without needing to make it your entire Mm -hmm. situation i don't know yeah i mean i I know you can't control it. Right. It's not it's not something that you can control. It's it's you just have to deal with it. So yeah. what am I like what am I gonna say if you say you need to lay down because right. the sugar's three seventy one? It's uh, like a magic number. Just keep going to three seventy. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> um okay. Has diabetes ever gotten in the way of your relationship? Uh, I don't know if it's gotten in the way. Just maybe sometimes it, compl- it complicates things. You know? Can you think of a specific? I mean, we have to think more about kids and big life decisions like that. It, we, it's just we have another thing to consider Mm -hmm. and i think that makes it hard yeah it's never just a and with covid yeah that was a big thing and that was hard for you because you're a firefighter so you're always you know midst in other people Mm -hmm. in your firehouse and then also you're in a band like you're a musician yeah both my jobs are very social Mm -hmm. and i i couldn't get away from being around people right and that stressed you out (laughs) yeah but at the same time i can't i can't help it Mm -hmm. it's what i do right i can't just not go to work yeah and there's so much unknown already in that time yeah plus everyone's opinion on Mm -hmm. both sides right yeah that i'd actually that wasn't the first thing that came to mind but that was a huge one and i remember kind of having conversations of like it's like well we want to go to these social events but there's this added Again, there's this added thing to consider. Even with taking the vaccine too. Right. Nobody knew how that would react with people with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Same thing with COVID. Right. That I mean, we knew that people with diabetes were getting it more severe. Right. So. Yeah, just another. Definitely made, 
made it very difficult. <laughs> right. It, it adds a lot of complexities to just everyday decisions, even as far of as getting married. You know, like you hate to think about it that way, but it's another thing to consider in, okay, insurance. There's another layer of, I mean, to me, this was some this is something that I've always had to kind of battle a lot, especially with between the diabetes and the Crohn's, but entering into marriage and saying like, okay, there's a certain level that these both have affected me so far. And that might be something that you understand, I understand, we've lived through mm-hmm. together. But what about 10, 20, 30 years from now? You just never know. And I think as somebody living with these things, there is that other layer of guilt of, you know, not only does this affect me, but it affects my partner. It mm-hmm. affects our future family. It affects, you know, like our our separate families simultaneously. So, yeah, I just think that like things that are everyday, you know, decisions or celebrations, it's never just as simple as getting to celebrate your love and get married. It's like another thing to think about on multiple different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, you didn't choose it. You know, it just mm-hmm. happened to you. So like, I don't think, I don't think you should feel guilty. You, you, you feel that you whether you it. can, no. And, and, and logically you can, you can say that. Yeah. But, there's still no matter what. Again, there's that baggage. Just anything can happen to anybody. Yeah, it's like you being a firefighter. You're like I, you know, we've had I those comments, right? So I agreed to that, but right. realistically, you haven't gotten hurt yet. <laughs> so it's easy to say like, oh, this is fine. You know, it's just those things that come up, pop up in your mind sometimes. Like this morning. <laughs> anybody listening i had quite the conversation with the insurance company and like even something as little of that as that of like trying to appeal a claim like that's energy that then you're pulling into your household and your and your relationship and while it's not the biggest deal in the world like yes we'll tomorrow i'll look back and be like (laughs) that sucked but it's still like it it sucks you know it's okay to say that i think yeah well that was on top of a lot of other things. A million other things. <laughs> what is your least favorite thing about diabetes? My least favorite? <laughs> oh, it can be very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just gets in the way sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, we go to my parents to eat, and your blood sugar's high, and we're having pasta. And you can't really eat because you have to wait for your sugar to come down. And like, I get it, but mm-hmm. other people don't really mm-hmm. get it too much. And then you're worried about, you know. Um, insulting your Italian yeah, mother. You're worried, <laughs> you're worried about insulting somebody or, and you know, you yeah. would never. But Aside from when that, she mates the uh, seafood pasta. <laughs> but that just happens yeah. for you, like. In any scenario, mm-hmm. um, or if we go out to eat, mm. same thing. Like I remember uh, my cousin's wedding in yeah. Philly. We were yeah. we were on the bus. We hadn't eaten anything, mm-hmm. and there was all the traffic, and everyone was getting off the bus to walk, but we couldn't because your blood sugar was low. 
Right. Yeah. And you didn't, I think you ran out of juice. So we were just hoping to to get to the venue. <laughs> right. Yeah. So for some backstory on this, we had gone to his cousin's wedding in Philadelphia and it happened to be like the weekend of a parade or something. So what should have been like a 10 minute drive down the block ended up being an hour and 45 minutes about. Yeah. Something like an hour that. and like a half. An hour and a half. Something. So probably stupidly i took a pre-bolus because my blood sugar was already starting kind of high to try to make sure that you know when we got to cocktail hour i would have insulin going and not realizing that that was going to be over an hour Mm -hmm. and so yeah we at some point all of your cousins kind of got off the bus and they're like we're just gonna walk i'm like well if i walk all this insulin that is active is just gonna make me plummet so it's like kind of do you just sit on the bus waiting for another like waiting another half an hour or so or do i get out get there quicker quicker but then my insulin's tank you know it's that was yeah that was definitely a tough somehow i stayed at like 150 no it probably the stress yeah probably (laughs) but i even think of you know going to like birthday i think it's a birthday party or fourth of july barbecue or something and my blood sugar was just at like steady at like 230 mm. at dance. And, you know, even in situations like that, it's like friends that you don't get to see too often. And when my blood sugar is high for hours on end, you're like, you know, let's go for a walk, which, you know, did help. But at the same time, having that, having to pull away from the experience, mm-hmm. you know, that's not always fair to like you in that instance. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very inconvenient. <laughs> it is very inconvenient. <laughs> and it decides to be inconvenient at the worst times. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> but somehow we got through the road trip with like a solid, it didn't really yeah, no, it was, get in the way of that. It's pretty good. It's weird. <laughs> I was overprepared for that. All right, what is your best advice for a partner of a type one, whether they're just starting to date or getting married? Um, well, if they're just starting to date, I mean, definitely, if it's not something you're willing to put up with, <laughs> then let them know. Yeah, save them the time. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's okay if if you don't want to put up with it. Yeah. But it's not fair if you don't tell the person that because they have to. Right. And they, they got to know if you're going to help them with it yeah. or not. Um, I would just say, again, just ask them what they need. That's all you can do mm. <laughs> at the end of the day. You can't, you can't, you know, solve it. It's not, it's not going to, it's not going to just magically go away and there's no cure so just help your partner deal with it as much as you can yeah i would 100 percent rather have somebody tell me up front hey this is not something i'm willing to be like have a part of my life Mm -hmm. just be up front and fair and that's you know okay like one less person than i have to (laughs) filter through than have it like resented you know i mean i do think it's also hard because a lot of people aren't aware mm-hmm. of what, like I wasn't. Right. So 
it's it's tough to really understand until you're in it until you're in it and you see all sides of it mm-hmm. you know yeah do you have a favorite part about diabetes <laughs> a favorite part <laughs> i mean i like when you have to get cookies and stuff <laughs> for <laughs> low snacks because <laughs> then yeah. i have an excuse to to eat too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah I just love when we're at your parents and they're like, all right, everybody good for dessert? I'm like, yeah, that's a separate stomach. And they're like, are you sure? Is your blood sugar okay? I'm like, yeah, we're good. Let's go. <laughs> um, and then my best advice, I think kind of going back on what we were saying before of, you know, validate, but don't solve. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of like what you do when I'm low or high, it's like, okay, what mm-hmm. do you need? I never feel judged when my blood sugar is out of range with you. Like, I never feel like I have to explain myself or that you're like, oh, well, what happened? Like, what did you do? Like, I, you know, you kind of understand that this is just a natural flow of living with diabetes. Mm-hmm. And that to me is really reassuring. Well, I know that you have a good handle on it. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps. Like, you're a coach for other people yeah. with this illness. So, like, I know that you know what to do and I know. Mm-hmm that you know how to handle it day to day. But I don't know. What if you didn't? Like, what if you were, what if you didn't have a good handle on it? Yeah. How would that be it different? It might be different. Huh? Yeah. Because if I saw that you were neglecting it, I might speak up. That's true. I mean, because at that point, especially when you're getting married, like, that does affect both of you. Yeah, like, if you're not on top of it, not taking care of it, and your health is getting worse because of that mm-hmm. that would affect me too right so yeah it's a it's definitely like a two-way like if you can trust that i'm doing my best and i am paying attention to it mm-hmm. then yeah it's not like you so a lot of people have their partners like follow them on death's com share or like follow and i think at some point was, you did well I, I was just for like if you went low in the middle of the night yeah but now, but I don't. I haven't been hooked up to it for no, a few years. A couple of years. I think it helps now that we live together. Yeah. And it's so funny. Whenever my death time goes off and I hear it, you never hear it. But this, you don't hear it. Yeah. You always hear it. It's kind of reassuring. I'm like, okay, at least if I don't hear this, I'm going to get a tap on the shoulder and be like, hey, you're low. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> but yeah, I think like best advice to like somebody who is a partner is like validate don't solve you know Mm -hmm. to somebody living with it who has a partner try to let them into that experience and again i don't think that you have to over explain yourself but i think in certain circumstances like i think there was one time that i got upset at you for not letting the dogs out before we went to bed and you're like oh no they'll be fine until the morning and in that instance you might not have understood why I was upset at that, but I kind of tried to explain, and it took took me a few minutes to try to put it into words, but I had to explain like, hey, if they don't go out now, they'll wake up earlier in the morning, and I generally don't get a lot of sleep, or I don't know what type of sleep I'll, I'll have because of my blood sugar. It can go high, it can go low, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. So like those few extra minutes of sleep really help me. And I think like letting you into that experience of why something that doesn't seem big had extra layers to it for me, I think that helped you. 
I hope the next the next night you're like I got it I'm letting them out <laughs> you know it was just kind of to me it helped so I think even when things aren't necessarily like a big deal still communicating what that means to you mm-hmm. and I think if you know the right person will be understanding about it you know mm-hmm. so it's easy to feel like a nag when you live you know like, oh why didn't you do x y and z but it's not really about letting the dogs out right it's just taking away that extra layer of like mental space that otherwise comes with something i have to deal with no matter what right yeah any final words of wisdom um i don't know i think it's good to uh be aware of just how type one works and affects people. Uh, I know it's helped me with my job. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes you, you know, you have somebody that's not feeling well and people think they're, they're you know, they're having a heart attack or something. And I'm just like, Oh no, the, their blood sugar is low. Yeah. That happened to you a few weeks ago. Yeah. I, I wasn't even working. It. <laughs> I was doing a gig and um, yeah, somebody was at the bar and, and uh, somebody came up to me and said, hey, this guy's not feeling well. Can you, you know, go up to him? And it, it took a while <laughs> to figure out what was wrong because he had been drinking. So I wasn't sure if he was feeling this way because he was drunk or mm-hmm. because there was something wrong. And later he said, oh, I had blood taken earlier today and I haven't eaten since one o'clock. Right. I was like, this guy has low blood sugar. <laughs> And you were able to get him those. Got him some orange juice and they, you know, they gave him some juice and he sat right up and started feeling better. And you wouldn't have known that if it weren't for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it helped you with your EMT exam and everything too. Did. Like everybody in your class was like, why do you know so much about diabetes? (laughs) Like, oh, (laughs) but no, I. it's something that I, that I just think about now where Mm -hmm. as most people probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't have to. Yeah. Or they, they're not around it, so they don't see it or understand it. So it's definitely, definitely, uh, you know, good to have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you buy a car and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. You date a type 1 diabetic and all of a sudden there's... <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for having this conversation with me. I know that <laughs> podcasting is not your cup of tea, but I think that you did great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Did good. <laughs> Wasn't that hard? No. See? It's like we're talking at the kitchen table. Oh, my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs>